welcome to episode 184 of the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week, we're talking about startup support, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Nicole Jackson. Nicole, welcome back. It's lovely to see you again. Today, this week, we're talking about startup support, a topic that I know is dear to your heart. And I'd love to spend the next 10 minutes or so just discussing your experiences in startup support, the kind of conversations you're having in this area with other people. And and, um, let's see, see where that conversation takes us. Sounds great. Thanks so much. It's great to be back. Uh, Yeah, so startup support is something that I had direct experience in prior to last year. Um, But then when I pivoted to consulting specifically with uh, startups, there were some questions that just kept coming up and this niche sort of found me. And what happened is I would have a lot of startup founders reach out to me and say, you know, I'm just starting out. Um, what do I need to know? Who do I need to hire? And how am I doing so far? You know, I don't know what I don't know. And, you know, on the surface, all what I saw is that these folks cared a lot about their customers and they're responding to people with care and attention. And so, you know, from a customer perspective, right, we're off to a good start, but we want to scale that. And so Mm. how do we do that? Um, and those are really, you know, the the questions that just come up for, for every founder that I've talked to. That's super interesting because, of course, one of the things that I've often said about these these weeks where I get five different people talk about the same topic is that we get a bunch of different perspectives and everybody has a different experience. But freelancing in this field, you're talking to lots of people with the same types of questions. So you see, you really are seeing the same questions come up quite a lot then. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are the, at, at the highest level, that's really mm. what they all want to know. And so what I started doing, you know, I was auditing support teams because that was sort of the service that I was selling and how they found me. And what I realized is there's actually a, a need for even more proactive support for startups before they even have their first hire, or maybe they have a few hires, but they're not strategic hires yet. Maybe they're a little bit more junior and they aren't playing a strategic role on the support team. And so now I've sort of pivoted my attention to what, how can I support these um, startup founders, new managers um, by answering their questions and providing them with tools to really just a quick start guide, um, you know, mm. giving them the basics so that they can be reassured that, you know, they're, they're doing well for, for their stage. So it's a good springboard then because in these early stages, so much of this stuff is often quite reactively built and it's so often built by people who have probably built the product and don't really have much experience or exposure to building support, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so that's one of, if I could boil down my advice to these folks, um, that's, you know, one of the top three things I would say is to hire strategically from the start. And that's very counterintuitive to how it typically Mm. happens. But, you know, budget is typically, you know, a top concern at those really early stages. But 
you want to find somebody that has enough experience and shows that potential to operate strategically and they don't have to have director level experience, even manager level experience. Maybe they've just been, um, not just been, but maybe they have support experience and they haven't had the opportunity to flex those leadership muscles, but are great at operations and, you know, can help you document things, provide some structure and get things started. And that's really one of the, you know, it, it's, you want to start off on a, on a good foot and, and hiring the right person uh, can really help you scale things quickly and, and be a great asset in the long run. Mm. And as you say, it doesn't have to be strategic immediately, but can build those skills. And quite often those first steps into leadership, I know, I know mine really were those first steps into leadership are operational, aren't they? It's because you're, you're doing it because it's this, I think there's something in a mindset of a support person anyway, but particularly those people who step into wanting to kind of improve the work and improve the operations, sort of make things more efficient or happy or any of the other things that, that we want support to be. Um, they're quite often the people who find that ongoing path into leadership anyway, aren't they? Exactly. Yep. And you can demonstrate that sort of interest in any role, right? And support, we come from a lot of different backgrounds and you can get to know somebody and and their experience and and sort of see that potential or that they've done something similar just in a in a different way and uh, be a little flexible there. Mm-hmm. So so what do you think then that are other challenges that you're seeing that a common for even at that fairly high level, as you said, you, I think you said there were there were a couple of others around um, sort of the operations side potentially, but but really like really like how do we do this? I mean, getting the getting the early support experience in is key, but what are the other things these founders need to be looking for when they're considering those first steps into a separate support function in the business? Yeah, yeah. So hiring and and having you know, the resources and, and somebody to be helping you with is, is key to, <laughs> to all of it. Um, documenting everything. So oftentimes you see those early uh, employees taking on, you know, they might be doing all hand support. The founder is directly responding to customers. And so document everything. And even if I think a big hesitation there is, well, I don't know if what I'm doing is the right way. And so I don't want somebody to come in and think this is the way that it has to be done and be afraid to change it. I think when we, you know, even if it's just a a Google doc that you're throwing things into, Mm -hmm. you know, how we received a refund request and what did we do when it came in and documenting those decisions, uh, even if they change, that's great, but it's at least a starting point for a conversation and it's something that we can give to that employee we onboard to get them started and any any sort of material like that and resource to help them hit the ground running. It's a gift to them. And so it's okay if it changes, it will be a living document and it will always change. But, uh, you know, it, it provides a lot of context for, you know, why we're doing what we're doing and, and can be a good springboard. Mm. And and just making that knowledge accessible is such a key part to ensuring that ensuring the success of the people that you bring into the organization, isn't it? Because you don't want people to have to reinvent the wheel, but also lack of access to knowledge slows people down 
in any function in a business, but particularly in support, because they need it right then and there to to speak to customers. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, somebody's not going to come in and and change all the processes on day one. So it's okay if it's not perfect or or you know what we aspire to be, but it's something. Um, and yeah, I think you know. Lastly, making being intentional about giving support and customer facing teams a seat at the table. I think in those really um, early stages when the founder might be doing all hand support or providing it directly, they're very empathetic to the customers and their needs, and they're very in tune with what's going on, you know, on the customer facing side. And it's a great time to capture and harness that, um, you know, all of those experiences and and be intentional about how are we going to continue to um, elevate the customer's voice and give this team a seat at the table, involve them in decisions, because there is so much to learn from these teams. There's so much data and, you know, we can make more data informed decisions when, you know, we're all involved. And so it's a great time to think about what those relationships look like and and how you want to incorporate them going forward. Do you think that in your experience, founders are doing that? Those ones that don't have the good fortune to come to you, are they giving support that early seat at the table? I don't know if I have, I, it, w- it would be a, a guess, you know, if it's the customers that I'm, you know, not, or the, the folks that I'm not talking to, I think, you know, it's a challenge across support that we all talk about and have experienced before. And so unfortunately, I think the you know, overall experience is that's not typically what happens. I, I think there is more momentum early on and, and we lose a sense of that as the company grows. And because I work with a lot of smaller teams in those early stages, uh, I'm not, you know, seeing that, that full evolution as, as they're growing and getting to that point. Um, but I, I do think that there's momentum lost along the way and maybe not hiring those folks strategically from the start who can continue to be that champion and, you know, sort of force their way in there, remind folks, you know, why it's important for them to be there. If we start off with, uh, you know, just not having that, that voice and, and somebody who can step in and say, wait a second, you know, we should be here too. It's really easy to, to, you know, wake up and, and, and not have that happening anymore. Yeah, before you know it, three or five years have passed and suddenly support is just this business function that's kind of forgotten, right? Mm -hmm. Which we do see quite a lot, absolutely. Um, So we've talked quite a lot about strategic approaches to startup support. Let's just spend the last few minutes, if we may, talking about the hyper-operational. Like, w- what does this look like? What, what, What's your experience? What's your advice? What should people do when they're considering, maybe even before they make that strategic hire? Or indeed, if you're talking to maybe some of those less experienced people who are going to grow this role within the company as the company grows, um, what specific advice do you, can you give to founders and, and early support folk out there, early stage support folk out there on the operational front? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. And it's another common one. Um, What does it mean to hire strategically? And, you know, I 
in general, I would say it's, you want to hire somebody that's going to be one step ahead of you (laughs) and, you know, who has experience in this space, but understands the bigger picture, the bigger picture and how they play the role that they play in that and who the stakeholders are, who are they serving? You know, yes, my team is serving customers directly, but I also need to serve stakeholders internally and be, you know, closing that feedback loop and giving you the data that you need, the product feedback in a meaningful way that you can act on. And uh, so, you know, that person in my head is going to be thinking one step ahead about what information they can be providing to elevate all the teams, because ideally, you know, the entire organization should be working towards, um, you know, working in the same direction towards the same goals. And so understanding how what they're doing plays into those larger goals. Um, And, you know, so that includes, you know, a lot of metrics tracking, right? And and understanding what's important and what's not. Um, And and that will change depending on what your goals are. Um, Being able to forecast what the needs look like for the team and and bubble that up so we're not in a pattern of hiring reactively um, you know and thinking a little bit outside the box of you know what that might look like do we need to hire seasonally you know part-time do we outsource answering those types of questions and uh, it's yeah the the mark is constantly changing there's a lot of different problems so really finding that person that enjoys a new challenge every day um, those are tend to be the folks who really enjoy the operational aspect um, you know and and I think just considering best practices so you know self-serve methods right what does that look like and how do we uh, scale right? startups want to scale and so self-serve obviously is a great way for for folks to do that um, and so you want to be prioritizing those sorts of projects um, those mm-hmm. are the you know typically what comes to mind when I think of somebody operating strategically and you know identifying patterns uh, and, yeah. and digging into them that's a that's a great point actually I'd really like to touch on the operational side a little bit more with you because um I know that we both are in some of the same communities and uh, I see over and over again, people asking the same kind of questions. Can I see your forecasting model? Can I see the list of metrics that you're measuring on? Can I see how 12 different people do it in this environment so that I can kind of get a feel for how I need to do it? Because this is my first time doing it. Or maybe it's not even my first time doing it, but I've just never felt like I've quite done it like it efficiently enough or with the right angle or, or whatever it is what's um what's your uh just just in the last couple of minutes here what's your f- sort of final take on the on the operational side in those early days maybe we're speaking to founder still but I think particularly we're speaking to those first one or two support hires into a into a an embryonic team right what, what's your what's your advice on the operational front yeah great question Uh, So because I have had these conversations so many times, like you said, there's certain questions that come up, we see all the time. And uh, because of that, I have actually started building out resources based on these conversations for startup founders, for new support managers. Mm -hmm. And these are 
templates, uh, bundled templates that will help really kickstart uh, support teams. And, and that's my goal with solid support strategy is focusing on kickstarting teams, giving them that healthy foundation from which to start. And uh, I think something to keep in mind you know, when doing any sort of operational research is that there is no magic answer um, or one mm. size fits all solution. And so, you know, you always want to, it's great to soundboard, pick other people's brains, see what they're doing. We can learn so much from that. Um, but that at the end of the day, you know, trust your decisions and, and what works for your organization and sort of take what works and, and leave what doesn't. And so with the resources that I'm building, uh, my aim here is to take everything that I have learned over the many years in this, in this space and answer all those questions that are, are being asked and build as, you know, the most effective template that a template can be and, and be able to plug and play, you know, uh, modify easily, remove this part, put that part in, you know, this is how it works in my organization and really do the legwork. And so that these folks who are very limited in time and resources can get started quickly and, and, and have a uh, majority of that done for them and, and just tweak it here and there. <laughs> that sounds super helpful because who isn't limited on time and resources and support, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, so that's super interesting. Um, so, so you're creating resources around forecasting and, and what, what else are you building out there? Yeah, so uh, things like operational playbooks, job descriptions, hiring workflows, all of that structure that we really crave uh, when, you know, when we don't, in the absence of it, mm. um, and, and things that we can continue to iterate on and, and build on. Um, yeah, so those are the types of things that will be included, you know, me- metrics to care about uh, and, and, and things like that. So uh, those will be launching on March 8th. So if you are listening after March 8th, uh, you can head over to solidsupportstrategy.com and check those out. Um, If you're listening before, you can still head over there and and learn more, but I'm really excited and and would love, you know, any feedback that folks in this community or who are listening uh, have to share. That sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to be there. Uh, and uh, I'm sure I'll be making extensive use of quite a number of them. <laughs> but so as you much. said, oh, you're welcome. I, I think the final thing that you just said um, before, though, even if you have a template or even if you're drawing on everyone else's experience, one size doesn't fit all, and you're probably going to have to do a little bit of uh, like self-discovery, let's call it, along the way as well, aren't you? That's always the joy. Is mm-hmm. it joy of startup support? <laughs> There's, there's, there are so many lessons to be learned for sure. Uh, but I think trusting our own voices, I, yeah, it's, that's always, I think, you know, for some of us can be a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 184 for the show notes, and I'll see you next time.